What's up, everybody, and welcome to B2B Made Simple. If you're passionate about marketing, you're in the right place. Whether you're doing marketing for a brand new startup or a $100 million enterprise, you'll learn strategies that'll help you build a solid team, impact your pipeline, and look like an absolute rock star to upper management. Why? Because these guys are the pros. They're not pretending to know the industry, they're in the trenches on a daily basis. My name is Sam Moss. I'm the co-founder of One Click Agency. We build websites for B2B companies, and I'm also the co-host of this podcast. If your goal is to become the marketer everyone else looks up to, keep listening. Hey, my name is Tim Kroll, and I'm the co-host focused on the topic of leadership here on the B2B Made Simple podcast. We have an exciting conversation coming, so let's not waste any time and jump right in. Hey, welcome back. Today's guest, Al. Al is a good friend of mine. I actually met him through another mutual friend, Alan, put us together in a Play Don't Pause networking group. And I've been getting to know Al uh, over the last couple of months, learning about his different pieces and parts of his life. And the one thing that I can say, I feel like he's a brother from another mother. because <laughs> We have got our fingers in a lot of things. We're kind of uh, just all over the place. And I actually appreciate that because I feel the fidgetiness and I feel the diversity. But um, Al has three decades in the media business, a publisher, entertainer, EMT, firefighter, ventriloquist. <laughs> Uh, you, you've talked and you've interviewed Jeff Dunham, actually one of my favorites comedians of all time. So I got to throw that in there. Yeah, yeah. Looking at your background, you've got Disney stuff set up. You got the Mets, you got baseball. I collected baseball. I mean, like, I feel like we're just ugh, love you, man. So I'm so happy. So thankful that you're on my show. I'm so thankful we're going to be able to do this. Um, and today we're going to talk about team, the leadership aspects. I am I'm really, really excited to hear about your journey. Uh, yeah. especially three decades in media. I can't even imagine the stories that you could be able to tell. Um, and then obviously throwing a mix of EMT and firefighting. I'm sure that there's tons of stuff in there. So we're going to, just so you guys know, we are talking about leadership. We are going to go down that road and we're going to talk about teams and different aspects of teams. So that's the leadership part, but frankly, I love the story. So welcome Al. Welcome. Well, welcome. thanks Tim. <laughs> Tim. Yeah, I appreciate it. And uh, you know, when it comes to teams, I think, you know, I'm going to focus a little bit more on, on, on managers leader as it all relates to team, but you know, you, you threw so much at me just now. And I was just thinking when you said baseball, I was a kid uh, when the New York Mets went to the world series in 1969. Yes. I'm not old. Uh, I was more uh, enthralled by Gil Hodges, the manager, than I was even the player on the players on the field. So maybe that was my predestined uh, <laughs> management. But. Okay, so if we go back in time, my my first introduction was the Philadelphia Phillies. I lived in Philly. Oh yeah, 80s, and I remember Steve Carlton and Pete Rose and Mike. Oh my Smith. gosh, sure. Yeah, I remember all of those guys, and they were winning pennants, and it was like it was the best time ever. Absolutely. The Veterans Stadium, my dad, we would take the subway in. Anyway, we don't have to go down that road, but I remember. No, and that's the old Veterans Stadium too, which you know was was not the not. Uh, I remember Lenny Dykstra going from the Mets to to that stadium and burning his arm on that uh, artificial turf. Yeah, well, like, I actually have a piece of that artificial turf still. Yeah, they but were, wasn't that like your grandmother's patio carpeting? You know? <laughs> exactly. It was so hard. I mean, like yeah. I got it when I got it because I've never been on the field and it was like, really? They play. Oh, it was this? terrible. I mean, literally Golly. that poor guy would get up and his arm would be all bloodied and, and burned. Yeah, so, ripped their I'm pants sure you're right out when sure they slid. Oh, my God. To hear about all this. But, but you know, uh, um, my background really, uh, yes, three decades. Uh, it's actually working on almost four in the media business. Primarily, I started off at my hometown newspaper in Bergen County, New Jersey. 
uh, at the record, which was a uh, really a wonderful, large, you know, uh, newspaper family owned, which was amazing. Uh, because of that, Tim, I was given so many opportunities by the Borg family and Mac Borg in particular. I, I essentially got an MBA education with a small group of people that were chosen, you know, to literally sit in a classroom every week while, while professors came in and taught us. And wow. I was a young man, so I didn't realize what opportunity was given me, but it was, it was just incredible, absolutely incredible. And I found myself at age 24 being promoted to management. And um, I literally... <laughs> I literally fell into the newspaper business as a temporary measure because my car died. Uh, <laughs> Isn't it funny how experiences are like that? I mean, yeah, like it's, it's just true. like, I never planned on doing X, but this happened. And therefore I went down that path. I got to tell you, my, my great uncle passed away. He gave me one of those giant, you know, aircraft carriers of a car, you know, you could <laughs> land like a, a jet on the hood of it, you know, and it was on its last legs. And I, 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 I interviewed for this job because it came with a car. So, uh, you know, it was in the circulation department of the newspaper. And I thought, well, I'll just do this for a couple of months till I can afford to buy another car. And here I am decades later, but it was just such an amazing place to learn so much about mm. media, about the newspaper business, about, I mean, working with millionaires, I'd never met a millionaire before in my lifetime at Mac Borg, you know, and that mm. was that was kind of an incredible thing to see. But then to be given an opportunity to manage people at age 24, that's the part where I really had to, um, you know, learn fast. Right. You know, my, I, I majored in theater in college. We weren't exactly in there to learn about. <laughs> <laughs> But I'll tell you a funny reconnection story about that. So, you know, um, at 24, I'm managing people. I had to figure it out pretty quickly. You know, mm. I'm, I'm managing people that had way more experience than I had, you know, and, and some of the foundations that I remember I was built on is, first of all, you know, Jim Brown was the guy that hired me into the job. And I used to love it. I used to say to Jim, Jim, hey, I did this thing really well. I hit goal, I whatever, whatever the, you know, the number was, I'd always meet it and surpass it. What am I going to get? And Jim had a great response. He always said, hey, you get to keep your job. <laughs> But what did I learn from that? I mean, what I learned was, yeah, I mean, you know, the expectation level is, is just keep performing. Uh, and, and I always felt motivated and that was, you know, years ago, but uh, I learned from that, that one, you get, it still echoes in my brain. You get to keep your job. I mean, that mm -hmm. is to me, even today, when we hear about people employing folks that they can't even motivate to do their job. Um, you know, I, I just always think about that as a foundation. I was very lucky too. That could be a big Kevin, rabbit hole. Maybe I'll have to have you back about motivation and <laughs> oh, law, man, that could there's, be a deep rabbit hole. There's but a I big think discussion gonna... and, a, and a book yeah. uh, that's outlined called Indifference that we'll talk about some other time. Yeah. I um, I was lucky to have a guy named Kevin Finley in my life very early on. He was one of my first bosses, and you know, Kevin taught me the difference between management and kind of leadership and thinking through things a bit. Mm. He also, and this is where the full circle thing from college comes around. He also invited me for an evening with Ken Spencer, the one of the co-authors of One Minute Manager. And where did this guy speak? On the very stage that I performed as a theater major at William Patterson College, was now university in, uh, in, in New Jersey. Mm. Uh, and that's where I really had my first introduction in what it was to kind of think as a manager. And, you know, I, I wrote a couple of things down that I thought what was interesting. Um, you know, um, managers, I think, oversee process, right? They make trains run on time. Um, but I think people often kind of forget the process that goes into that, that that's the part you need to kind of set up first. So I always tell people when they first go into management, 
don't forget to promote yourself because if you don't promote yourself, you're going to keep on thinking like a person who had your previous job and you're going to have, um, what, what is that? Uh, you know, the, uh, the, there's a lot of talk right now about people not feeling like they're authentically what they are. Uh, and, um, imposters, and imposter syndrome, yep. you know, managers have to promote themselves. They have to say, Hey, even yesterday I was among a dozen people who are my friends and colleagues. And now I'm their boss. You got to literally over the weekend, promote yourself and come in as the manager, develop your process, get that part down and then, you know, be ready to hit the ground running. Um, you know, and I, I think the biggest thing that managers, before we jump into manager is leader, as you build a team, managers have to be answer, in my opinion, they have to answer questions quickly and confidently. And of course, someone's listening right now going, what are you talking about? I mean, I can't answer all questions and quickly and confidently. I don't know the answer. Guess what? That's a response. Exactly. I don't know the answer, but I'll get back to you. Or I don't know the answer. Let's get the team together. Yep. Talk about it. You know? And yeah, I'm so glad big... you said that, man. What's that? I'm so glad you said that because it's so true. So many times people get into that position, they get promoted and then they act like they've got all the answers and they honestly make fools of themselves. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. 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 And I think that's what's so different in, in the working world from just a few years back to where we are today. Right. The manager doesn't have to have the answer. The manager has to cultivate the answer with their team. You know, people want to be a part of something. You talk about performance, you talk about teamwork and you talk about people caring about their job. You want someone to not care about their job, take away the soul of the job by not being able to have input, ideas, mm. thoughts, you know. Uh, it's, it's really important that, that as people learn to manage and lead, that they realize, you know, I have always started every meeting is, folks, I'm not the smartest person in the room. That part I already know. So yeah. now I need your help, you know. Um, yeah. Can I ask, and, and this might be a little bit of a diversion on where you want to go. Oh, absolutely. So, no, go ahead. Yeah, we can maybe come back to this. But I think there's a question out there because you said something here about the fact that, number one, when you step into a management position, and we can define managers and leaders and all that kind of stuff in a minute. Yeah. But when you step into that position, whether it's a promotion or you have to uh, become that because you own your own business, whichever, you have to promote yourself. Yes. That was you. Those were your exact words. The question that comes out of that is how the heck do you do that? I mean, like you said, one day you're in and amongst friends, you're amongst peers. And the next day, you, you know, Friday, you get promoted. Monday, you come in and suddenly you're in this position. Yep. yep. How do you move? How do you get mentally ready for that over a two day period or a week period? How do that, you do that? That's a great question. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to give you an answer on the fly because something just something just hit me. You know, when you have to make a decision, you make a plus minus list. Yeah. No. Are we going to go to Disney World? You know, what's the plus and minuses for vacation? Am I going to take this new job? What are the plus and minuses? Well, when I become a manager and a leader, it is a two column list. Okay. Yesterday, I had questions. Tomorrow, I have to give answers. Mm. You know, yesterday, I had to ask for permission. Tomorrow, I have to give permission. You know, yesterday, I was looking for direction. Tomorrow, I have to provide direction. You know, so if you sit down literally over the course of a weekend, and just kind of think about what you do in your present job and what you're going to do as a manager. It, it's like, a, it's like the, the, the switch panel on your, on your circuit breaker in your house, right? Yep. You got to switch that, you know, off button to on or, or worker to leader or, or manager, or, and we'll get to that management to leader thing in a, in a second. But to me, you got to figure out what on Monday morning, 
What are people going to be looking at you towards? And the other thing that I also remind management people are, is you go from being observer to the observed. Mm. Everything you do and say from this point forward, whether you're, you're, you're managing a three person crew on a landscaping, you know, company, uh, or you're working a 3000, you know, yep. uh, staff of people, you know, mentioned Disney here who, who are running a hotel in Disney world, you know, people, when you are in that key position now, everything you say, everything you do is so important. Yep. You know, I, 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 I spent a lot of time in, in my role that I do professionally in and out of, um, of, of places. Okay. And I always see that manager that gets behind, get, they get an office with a door and they close it mm. and they're in there doing stuff. I'm sure it's important stuff, but they're always in their office and they're all, the door is always closed, you know? And there was a book way back guy named Tom Peters. You remember it. Okay. MBWA. The biggest thing a manager can do is management by wandering around. Mm-hmm. Get out. John Maxwell says there's a whole, the whole shelf of Maxwell books over here because I love everything Maxwell collects, you know, in his books. But he says, you know, walk among the people, you know, Absolutely. and it sounds biblical, but it is so true. Bathe yourself in conversations. Get out there as a manager and understand what people are thinking and feeling. Don't be afraid to be with your team constantly. Absolutely. Don't do their work, but what can you do? You know, the other thing too, you say, what do you do to promote yourself, right? I think the biggest thing I learned about management very early on is my job as a manager was to remove the roadblocks from helping my, from from my people getting their work done. Yeah. Okay. What did that mean? That meant challenging, stupid, I still do it to this day. Challenge (laughs) stupid processes. Okay. Challenge that one person that says we've always done it that way. I mean, Talk about lighting this gray hair on fire today. You know, you say we've always done it that way. I mean, it's a three alarm fire. (laughs) You know, I just, I, I, I just can't, I just, you know, as I say, just can't, I just can't with, with, uh, we've always done it that way. So promoting yourself long, a long way around to your answer. How do you do it? I mean, you really have to, you really have to think it through. Yeah. Yeah. Let me add two other suggestions to that. Cause I have this question a lot. One is, Read the book Alter Ego. Okay. That is another that great book. Alter yeah, Ego. Yeah, that's another great way because what you're doing is you are what in essence what they're saying in the alter ego, it's called the alter ego effect. That's what the full title of the book is. Um, but basically what he says is it, you know, when you look at, at Clark Kent versus Superman, he put on on glasses to become yes. Clark Kent, right? And that yes. was his alter ego. Right. We do the same kind of thing when we when we can step in from Friday to Monday. Whether you put on a pair of glasses, you put on a specific hat, a specific pin in your pocket, whatever, that creates this ego in a good way that you can start acting in that process and, and promote yourself. And that way it's like a mental shift from yeah. I was this to this by simply saying, I'm going to put this pen in my pocket. Yeah, that, that yeah. gives me the ability to shift. And then, exactly. Yeah. So that's the first thing. And then the second thing, obviously, I'm a coach. <laughs> so yeah. this is going to come out, but hi, find somebody that you can have as a coach or as a mentor. Oh, my God. There's yeah. So much value in that. Oh, because my God. there's going to be things that you're going to find and experience. And you can have this guy to be able to call up and say, I don't know what I'm doing. How should I respond to that? So those two things are really, really important as you're stepping into that new role. Let me let me t- let me say something about mentors for one second too, because I could not agree with you more. Okay, 
I am a firefighter. You mentioned it. I'm a newly minted firefighter. I've always had a fascination, especially as a news guy. I hung around politicians, cops, and firefighters a good bit of my time, right? Mm. Uh, you know, I only joined firefighting three, four years ago. So my mentors are, are, are men and women that are in their 20s and 30s. Yep. You know, some of them, <clears throat> dare I say, are less than half my age, okay? <laughs> uh, and they are my mentors. So uh, mentors also, especially in the digital world, God, you talk about, you know, the one thing you've, we, 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 you know, we've always done it that way. The other thing is, uh, I don't know how to do this thing that has to do with software, social media, mm. blah, 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 blah. Hey, I'm sorry. You know, then sit down and learn it, you know, figure it out. And you'll, you, you want a mentor, hire your 16 year old neighbor to come yep. over there and help you with that, that, that thing and teach you. You know, at the end end of the day, mentorship comes from experiences and leading through experiences. I don't care what your age is. Mentoring another another individual comes through the experiences. So if you've got more experience in something, you can be younger than me in age. It's not a guru sitting on top of a mountain asking one question. It's through the experiences. So great, great point. All right. Let's get back on track with the teams. So (laughs) well, you mentioned the the uh, alter ego effect too. my friend. Michael Hyatt often says, you know, managers, leaders have have three. And he uses the stage you know, aspect. You're on stage, right? Yep. We know what that is. You're off stage, which means you're probably with your, your team or if you're in, in, in upper management, you're with your other, other managers and you've got some off stage. Then you're backstage, which is when you're home and you're you. Yep. And, uh, but you got to remember when you walk into the office, you're on stage, that first step you take. Absolutely. Office. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, yeah, I think I wrote down to, to help us out as kind of you develop a team and what people are looking for. For So let's talk about leadership and management first, first Tim, right? Yeah. A lot of this is an important conversation because anybody that's been listening to me, they're all like, well, Tim says you're not supposed to manage people. So I'm glad we're having this part of it. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, that's and, and this is exactly it. We're going to go right there in a second. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think that that people, first of all, who are managers think they can't be leaders. And I think, in fact, employees who have a frontline job think that they cannot be leaders. You're always a leader. You Absolutely. Know? Right now, I'm, I'm listening to the book about uh, from the CEO of the former CEO of, uh, of Best Buy, mm. you know, um, who spent uh, the first you know, couple, of, couple of months in the job wearing a blue shirt working in a store. You know? and, and he talks a lot about empowerment and leadership in the people that wear blue shirts. Think about that for a second. You know, what are they empowered to do? They're the frontline leader to the customer. Everything today is frontline leadership to the customer. So the leadership part begins very much at whether it's, it's someone who's giving you a soft serve ice cream cone and they have to make a decision on something to, yep. you know, the CEO of a company. But um, leadership is at every level. It absolutely is. But manager leaders is what I want to talk about right now. And here's that comparison, right? You just said you, you tell your folks, you know, managers. What, what was it you said? Managers. Yeah. Managers. You don't manage people. You manage things that. So here's what I wrote down. You manage process. That, you lead, there you, you go. Lead people. You manage process. Exactly. You lead people. And yeah. a bunch of statements I have. Managers give direction. Right. Leaders mm-hmm. chart courses. Managers work in the business. Leaders work on the business, you know, uh, managers measure performance, leaders challenge performers. And I love that one because, you know, um, if you spend all day managing poor performers, all day long, poor performers, what are you going to end up having at the end of the day? 
for the department poor performance. Poor, poor performance because you know you're, you're concentrating on the thing that is taking up the most amount of time yep so i mean it's, it's kind of draconian maybe a little bit it's kind of jack welsh a little bit well people are gonna have to go back and rewind this because they're gonna have to start writing this stuff down put these on your desk or on your wall there's a lot of really great statements that al just gave us so you might have to go back and rewind write them down it's okay yeah. pause it it's yeah. okay take the time it's okay yeah. Please don't don't write them as you're driving. That's yes. very important. I listen to most of my podcasts. So, and these are these are throw throwouts I'm putting out there. Uh, you know, um, you mentioned again manager oversees process. A leader oversees the development of the process. You mm-hmm. know, uh, and and this is one big one that I think people as managers get caught up in a lot. Managers enforce. I'll stop there first. Right. People think that as a manager, your sole job is to enforce, you know, and when you enforce solely, you take the heart and soul out of whatever it is you're trying to do. You know, you become the, oh, crap, here comes Tim. Let's hide. Mm -hmm. As opposed to leaders encourage. Hey, folks, what are we working on? What's happening? Tell me about where we are on this. You know, well, maybe make this adjustment, that adjustment. <clears throat> Again, it's not being the smartest person in the room. So, you know, I think it's uh, it's so important that management people realize that on a team, you have lots of individual parts. You know, one person's good at this, not so good at something. The other person's, you know, really good at this. Other people on the team are not, you know. One person definitely has an aptitude for something that the others don't have. So what do you have? You have pieces, right? Teams are always made up of pieces. If you are, if you're an entrepreneur and you have a small business and you have a few employees, you can't do everything. You can't do everything. You know, if you're going to be a successful plumber with 16 trucks and you started off with one or two and you see that growth, if you start doing every single thing, you're going to just get caught up and, 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 and literally go down the drain. Right. Didn't mean to go there. But... <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah. yeah. No pun intended. So it's pieces, right? So Tim, you're a Lego guy, right? You're a Lego guy. There's a fantastic book. I'll hold it up. Your readers can't see it, but I'll tell uh, your listeners can't see it, but I'll tell them what it is. Cause we got video of this too. The definitive Drucker. Okay. And uh, anybody who knows the writings of Peter Drucker uh, you know, and, and some people might think, oh, that's old fashioned management. No, it's not. I mean, Drucker up to the day he died was still figuring out what made you know, leadership and management tick. But I love it because this book has a section in it called Lego World Analysis. You know, uh, I'm sorry, it's called The, uh, the Lego World, okay? And uh, chapter in the book. Uh, and to quote the book, in Lego World, fluid design and the ability to connect and reconnect provide a new agility That is a central element of enterprise or I'll say in team management. Okay. Mm. So let's break that down for a second. Uh, Actually, you should, you're the Lego. (laughs) No, you're speaking my language. No, this is my interview of you. So you go ahead and break it down because people sometimes they get tired of hearing me. (laughs) Look, I think it's this. I think the analogy is just as you're driving down the road, listening to this podcast. Okay. Your team is are pieces of Legos, you know, and you've got to match them, fit them, make them come together to build whatever it is you're trying to do. Even if you're as basic as me, as I'm just trying to build a you know thing that kind of looks like a pyramid maybe or something. I don't know. <laughs> but to get there, you have to have a foundation, a middle, <clears throat> you know, a next layer, next layer. Um, you know, you can make it uh, Legos. You can make it that game. Is it called Django where you build yeah. a tower, right? You got to have certain pieces for it to come together. That's what a team is all about. Not everybody is great at something. Other people on the team need encouragement. 
Other people on the team need correction, um, but you're correcting to the best possible performance. The bottom line is the job of manager leader is exhausting. Mm. It's hard to do, but at the end of the day, it is the most rewarding experience you possibly can have. And here's why I'm going to say that because in all the years I've been a leader and a manager, I have made so many relationships and the ability to have social management in my life now has connected me to literally hundreds of people that I have led over the years on LinkedIn, on Facebook. And I look back now and they start telling me stories about when things were, and it blows me away. One thing that I may have said that I completely have forgotten about that they'll repeat back to me here 20, 30 years later. So if you're going to be a manager, if you're going to run a business, if you're going to be a leader, promote yourself, um, look for opportunities always to lead and build your team like a Lego build, you know, put the pieces together, build a solid foundation of a team uh, and people are going to care and be passionate. And back to what you said before, you know, we could do a whole show on being, being passionate and caring. It's the number one challenge right now in the workforce. I, I, I hear it as I travel the country presently, you know, we're recording this as we're coming out of the pandemic. Um, it's hard finding people to work jobs these days. Big time. That care too. Yep. That care. So now it's time for management and, and, and leaders to, to look at themselves because something's got to change. Yep. You know, yep. Something's and it comes change. down to culture. And I know that's another conversation we could have, but it comes down to culture and people are attracted to a specific culture in your business. Yeah. Yeah. It, it comes down to a lot. And, it, it, you know, <clears throat> you've got kids. I've got, I've got an 18 year old, you know, um, she's about to uh, go into college and, and learn from all that, uh, you know, and, and it's interesting to watch her even in comparison to our 36 year old, twice her age, you know, who is a, a, a successful, you know, digital startup person. Um, and just see the differences, even in their culture. It's amazing. So yeah, figuring out culture. Yeah, we could do two hours on that one, Tim. <laughs> That's the truth. All right. So you've got three points here as far as the management when you get into that position. Number one is make sure that you promote yourself. Number two, look for opportunities to lead Yes. more so than manage. Yes. Right? So you're looking at the leadership part of that rather than the actual manage. And you gave us, man, a great list of, and if you if you're listening to this again, you might have to rewind and go back to that. The difference between the management and the leadership. Great, great points there. And then the last one is making sure that you put the pieces together to the best of your ability. Put the pieces that you have, put them together. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think, looks. I mean, sometimes people think you become an expert, then you become a manager. And as I said sure. to you, at 24 years old, I got promoted into management. I wasn't an expert. Yep. But what someone recognized in me is I had the ability to bring some people together and keep the process moving and motivate them and go forward. And really, again, you don't have to be number one expert in whatever it is for exactly. people to tap you on the shoulder and say, you are management material, you know, but what you do have to do is have a confidence in yourself. It's like, you know, when I talk to people about public speaking, I got a buddy of mine, he's funny. He's a bill. He's got the ability to tell stories, put him in front of an, a, a, a room of 10 people or more. He, he crumbles like a, you know, like tissue paper, you know? Huh. And the thing I say to him always is get behind yourself, get behind yourself. And what does that mean? That means, look, you got to feel yourself literally push yourself from behind and get out there. And it's the same thing on being a manager. You yeah, know, you absolutely. Get behind yourself. So. All right. So as we're kind of wrapping down here, what would be if, you know, because I always like to try to end on this, what would be the one thing that you hope that somebody would take away from this, from our conversation? What would the one lesson, like if you didn't get anything else, this is the one lesson I want you to hear. 
you know, I, I think it comes down to um, when it comes down to the word team, you know, what it is to build a team. Uh, it's relying on you as that manager leader. So the one thing I want people to take away is they have got to spend time. And maybe that, that, that thing I said on the fly, they've got to spend some time really thinking it through on paper. And I got to tell you, you know, I got a mechanical pencil here. It's my favorite tool of all. Okay. <laughs> and I've got composition books that I, that I used, you know, write stuff down, look at it, be able to study it. That's why, putting a list together of the things you need to be thinking about as a manager leader, uh, you know, uh, are so important. Think through what you have to do each day as, as a manager leader and what it means to the people that you, that you serve. I think it was Jim Rohn. I think it was him that said, don't trust your brain, write it down. I think, I think it was him. I, I'm not hundred percent sure, but <laughs> Jim Rohn, man, I can tell you something. I'm, I'm folks who are not watching. I'm leaning back into my bag. Uh, when I travel, I keep two things in a big pocket. I keep my passport just in case I have to, you know, leave the country quickly. No, uh, as a second idea, <laughs> I have to leave my wallet or something like that. And, and look what I've got here. You can see it, Tim. Uh, but the treasury the of quotes. Yeah, it's a book of Jim Rohn quotes, you know, because the guy had so many great Amazing. quotes and that wonderful Southern California dialect of his, you know. Yep. Uh, and, uh, that sounds like a great one. I'll have to look it up and see if it's in here. Yeah. Yeah. Lee, uh, he, had, he wrote, they, they, he, obviously he's written tons, tons and tons and tons. He speak, spoke very much. I have one book that I treasure probably more than any in my library. It's leading the inspired life, which is a collection of almost all of the stuff that he's ever written. It's yeah. about almost two inches thick. My favorite book. It's just an awesome book. So, well, man, this has been awesome. Uh, there's two things left. One if somebody wants to get in contact with you, how can they do that? Really simple. A-L-G-E-T-L-E-R, Al Gettler. It is everything. It's my website, algetler.com. It's my, 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 my LinkedIn profile. It's my Facebook page. It is my uh, uh, Twitter feed. It's, it's everything. So you just got to know my name, Al Gettler. And it's uh, the big joke in my family is everybody calls me algetler.com. So. <laughs> <laughs> We're all friends and family here, right? It's all yeah, good. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, second question, because, uh, man, we've talked about a lot of different books. I know that you're a great reader. If you were to say, I, I, I need to recommend one book, what would be the one book that you would say everybody has to read? Oh, gosh. Well, the first thing I'm going to say for new managers is the new and updated One Minute Manager book is still okay. the best buy you can get for your money. Why? Because you can read it on Saturday morning and think about it for the rest of the weekend. You yeah. know, so when it comes to being a brand new manager, uh, that is that that is another one. God, you know, I, I, there are so many books here right now. I'm just going to pull one out of the stack. That's a favorite of mine when it comes to just thinking about about um, just leadership and how stuff's created. It's called Creativity Inc. by Ed Catmull, the, the uh, leader of, 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 of Pixar. Okay. Uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful journey into leadership, creative thinking. Uh, Steve Jobs is in, in it, which always makes for drama, right? Um, <laughs> uh, it, it's interesting how, you know, uh, uh, the Me Too movement with uh, Ed, uh, Ed Catmull's best buddy, uh, Lassiter, um, who's no longer part of the business because of errors that he made in his life. Mm. So, I mean, you know, but it's it's got a lot of great stories in it. There are so many uh, books I could recommend to you, but that's certainly one of the ones that I just, I love it. You want to know one of my favorite books? Yeah, see, so I asked for one. This is now three, which is really Maxwell cool. thinking for a change. You can't go wrong with that book. Yeah, that's a good one, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's yeah, there's so many. It's, it's interesting. Every time I ask that question, if you're a reader, 
You're like, dude, I can't give you just one, man. I got to give you at least two or oh, three. God, or uh, yeah, I mean, there's so many around here, you know. Uh, and another Maxwell quote again, John. John gets quotes and puts them in his book, and he usually attributes them. He's got a couple of mine in one of his books, uh, um, but uh, he always says that uh, leaders are readers. That is so true. Leaders. Absolutely, absolutely. So, well, Al, thanks, man. This has been really spectacular. Um, I know there's a lot of value in that. And again, folks, as you're listening, please, I, I, I don't even know how to express this, but I also know every person that I have on here, if something is said and has impacted your life there is nothing means more to us than when you reach out and said and say to us, Hey, Al said this and it made a change. And when you tell us that kind of stuff that feeds us, it gives us energy. It, it, it just makes our entire day. And I can't tell you how often people have done that for myself and for others that have been guests. So I highly encourage you, if nothing else, if anything, if you had one thing that you got out of this, just reach out and tell us. Tell us what made an impact on your life, because that's why we do it. That's why we're here. We're here to help. We're here to help you grow. Just reach out. We want to hear about that. So again, thanks for listening. Al, anything you want to say or add before we sign off? No, Tim, it's always a pleasure. <laughs> you are just a great thinker. And, uh, you know, I love having you on my on my uh, LinkedIn Live um, show. And, you know, I'm looking so forward to what's coming up in June with you and your son. I can't wait for that. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, so we're going to be famous for three months. Woohoo! Uh, it'll be great. I can't wait to see it. So, all right. Thanks, folks. And then tune in again next week. We'll have another one. Um, but again, thanks for listening and reach out when you can. We'll see you. Take care. I wanted to say thanks again for joining into our conversation. You know, one of the things that I've seen across the board, whether you're a business leader, owner, entrepreneur, or even a leader, is the struggles that we go through and feeling like we're all alone. We've created a class, a workshop type class called MentorMind, where we meet for six months. In that six months, you were able to meet and talk with other people that are going through much of the same situations, same scenarios, same challenges, and it gives us a great way to be able to connect, grow, support, and encourage each other. And if you've often felt like there's no one else that you can share with, let me invite you to MentorMind, where you can share some of the challenges, come up with solutions, and be able to live the best life that you have. We'll talk soon, guys.